Today on the Locked On Blues podcast, Pavel Buchnevich's injury, what does it mean? Was the hit clean or dirty? And are we concerned that it could affect his performance the rest of the season? And then after that, all things trade deadline. We got a couple different defensemen that are in the rumor mill. We're going to be talking about each and every one of them, giving our pros and cons, and how likely we think they are to end up in a Blues uniform in the next six days. Make sure you stay tuned. Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Josh Hyman, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Thomas Welch. We got an exciting episode for you today. First things first, we're going to be talking about the Pavel Buchnevich injury as he did practice today in a non-contact uniform and with a tinted visor. So any speculation is pretty much out the window. He has slash had a concussion. Concerning. You know, uh, we'll talk about the hit and all that stuff. Uh, going to try to keep it brief because we got a lot of trade deadline rumors to get into. So it's going to be a fun episode. Lots to get into. But first, wanted to thank Rock Auto. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. And thank you for making Locked On Blues part of your daily routine and making us your first listen. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Tommy. So in the Senators game, dirty hit, maybe, up high. We're going we're gonna to be talking about that in the first segment. Now, for those of you watching on YouTube uh, and Tommy as well, I'm going to throw up a little picture on screen. I know that a still image of the hit maybe – a little bit of out of context, you don't get the full hit, but I'm going to throw the image up anyways. This is the moment of contact. Now, the the rule, and I'm not going to sit here and complain that he should have been given supplemental discipline, but the rule for a hit to the head is the head is the primary point of contact, Tommy. Now, I don't know if you're seeing the same image that I'm seeing and those of you on YouTube looking at He's it. He's got but, a nose uh, full of shoulder pads right now. Yeah, I'm, 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 seeing, uh, I'm seeing the head going this way. The body in one place and the shoulder of Austin Watson kind of being the being the, the thing that that's uh, making contact there to, to you know, not to beat around the bush. Looks to me like the head is the primary point of contact. Now, skates are on the ice, so didn't leave his feet necessarily. But still looking at that image, I think, you know, it's pretty clear that it was a dirty hit. Now, I don't want to sit here and complain that Austin Watson should be suspended, whatever. I did enough of that on Twitter. Um and you can't change time. Unfortunately, I don't think the Department of Player Safety is listening to this episode. Um, but still, it left Pavel Buchnevich with an injury. I know you mentioned before the podcast he was he is two points away from his career high in points and two goals away from his career high in goals. So to have his season sort of derailed at a time like this, really concerning, I think. He was just absolutely on fire. You know, one of the, not one of, probably the heart and soul of the Blues offense uh, you know, the primary cog in that machine. All You can use all the analogies you want. He was the most consistent player the Blues had on offense, in my opinion. You knew what you were getting out of him every single night. And now, all of a sudden, even when he does come back, he'll be recovering from a concussion, and we know that that's not easy. So what does that injury mean for not just the St. Louis Blues, but Pavel Buchnevich and the season that he's been Yeah, having? I mean, that's the worst part of it, right? As we've seen firsthand with the St. Louis Blues, how much concussions can just completely derail a player's season. And for Pavel Buzhnevich having a career year like we're talking about and being such a forceful impact on this Blues team, if he comes back before the playoffs, if he's still trying to get healthy by the time the playoffs roll around, this team is going to be 
uh, much different with uh, Pavel Buchnevich, who's not playing at 100%. So I think that's the main concern here for the St. Louis Blues is getting Buchnevich uh, rested and healthy and back to 100% as soon as possible. Obviously, him practicing with a non-contact uh, jersey is not an ideal scenario, but thankfully they have the depth uh, and they were built with depth in mind to say, hey, like some other guy has to step up in, in their spot. But the problem um, at practice today apparently was a lot of guys weren't there or left early. Bozak left early. Robert Thomas is still sick. And then you throw Buchnevich into that mix and uh, it feels like this team's dealing with a lot right now. And then you throw the trade deadline into the mix. It's like just pure chaos for the entire team and like everyone's head is spinning in circles. So yeah, I don't I don't know. I just wish nothing but the best for Booch. Obviously, hope he gets back as soon as possible. But uh, the Blues got some big games against the Penguins and the Blue Jackets coming up. So uh, they're going to kind of have to set that aside. Obviously, you always worry about your teammate, but uh, you got to go out there and take care of business, and hopefully they can do that. Fortunately, it is probably, we're currently in the lightest stretch that the Blues have for the remainder of the season in terms of frequency of games. Um, you know, if he is out for like, let's say a week or so, he's only missing two additional games. But at the beginning of April, they have, I believe, like six games in nine days or six games in 10 days, something ridiculous like that. So, you know, you never want a guy to get injured, but the silver lining is, especially with a concussion, you know, where you can't really just, it's not like, oh yeah, I can walk on it. I can play now. You kind of got to just go with your gut feeling almost like, yeah, there's spotters and stuff, but at the same time, concussion symptoms can come and go on a daily basis. Some one day he could be feeling hundred percent and the next day he could wake up with symptoms returning. So the fact that they have kind of this break right now uh, is encouraging. You know, you you don't want a guy like Bujnevich to rush back from something like that. Um, Especially because, you know, once you get one concussion, I believe this is his, first concussion in the nhl i had one in 2018 with the with the rangers okay so second yeah, looks concussion. like second little scarier in that case but yeah once you get one once you get two they come easier so you don't want him to rush back in a case like this so the fact that the blues do have a bit of a break is nice you know you, you're not gonna because probably coverage is a guy that i'm sure will be the first to say that he wants to get back out there so hopefully you know he gets the recovery that he needs and he comes back with a little bit of anger in his belly a little bit of fire in his belly uh, after a dirty hit. Like that is that. what's scary, uh, so. though. It's like we watched David Perron the whole first half of this season struggle to get his footing because he has concussion history and because, like you said, the lingering effects are are hard to shake. And he never really found that rhythm. And now second half of the season, obviously, uh, it's great that he's playing point per game and putting shots in the net with consistency. But it took a long time to get there. And that's exactly what you don't want to happen with Pavel Buchnevich because this team absolutely needs him down the stretch and through the playoffs. Now, speaking of guys the Blues might need throughout the playoffs, a couple of them might not be on the Blues right now. That might change in the coming days. we got a couple trade deadlines. So much happened to today. About. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. It's going to be second and third segment are going to be a bit of a bit of a cluster. You know what? We're going to be bouncing thoughts all over the place. But uh should be fun. we got a couple of player cards with some advanced stats th- that we're going to throw up on screen. You know, experimenting a little bit more with the YouTube thing. Going to be using some fun little visuals. Uh So if you're not watching this one on YouTube, you're missing out a little bit. Make sure you check us out there. But that being said, going to take a quick second to shout out our sponsor for today. And that is Bet Online. Now, it's that time of year again as college basketball tournament is finally upon us. Hockey trade deadline, playoffs right around the corner, and baseball is back. What better time to start placing some bets? From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, betonline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source 
for all your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. So head to the website today or use that mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts, and we'll be right back. All right, Tommy. So before we get into some of the Blues targets, I do want to briefly touch on uh, the the elephant in the in the trade deadline room, and that is the fact that there's really only one team out there that is adding at the moment, and it's the one team that you could argue needs to add the least, the one team that is already the most stacked besides the Tampa Bay Lightning, and that is the Colorado Avalanche. They've already made two pretty be- pretty decently sized moves, adding Josh Manson and now um, Sturm, Nico Sturm. Two small additions in hindsight, but any team like the Colorado Avalanche bringing in fresh blood is like, oh, great, another guy we got to deal with. So my question to you is, you know, if you're Doug Armstrong and you see, you know, the team to beat in your not only your division but your conference, you know, the team that you're gonna have to go through if you want to make it to the Stanley Cup final this year, you see them adding this early, sort of setting the tone for the trade deadline. Are you getting a little nervous, shifted in your seat a little bit, being like, "Oh crap, we gotta do something," or you you staying on course, you're not letting the Colorado Avalanche, you know, freak you out. You're saying my plans haven't changed. The Avalanche can do what they want. We're gonna, you know, stick to our original plans. This doesn't change anything. I think you stayed a course, and I think I think you take note of what the Avalanche is doing, but I don't think the Avalanche are really throwing any surprises at Doug Armstrong. And even, I mean, I'm in the court, and I'm sure Doug Ar- Doug Armstrong is in the court of just assuming that Claude Giroux is going to be a member of the of the Colorado Avalanche, just because of they did ship out, a and center, they have a so. ton of cap space with Landis Gog being on long term injured reserve too. So if they get him back and Claude Giroux is on the team come playoff time. It's going to be a nightmare. But the Blues, I think, are building up uh, in spite of that to prepare for that. Obviously, as we've talked about all season long, defenseman is in need. Blues have been linked to Ben Sherratt, Ivan Provorov, um, Jacob Chikrin, basically Mark Giordano, every single defenseman you can think of, Carson Soucy, Lindholm. Like, we're going to talk about them all today or as much as we can get to. Uh, but I also think it's interesting that Tonight's game, the Toronto Maple Leafs against the Dallas Stars had a blue scout in attendance. Now, if you've been following the Stars at all, you know that Mira Heiskanen is out with Mono. Uh, Klinberg obviously has told the front office that he wants a trade. It's highly unlikely that they'd be willing to trade him to uh, a central division rival in the St. Louis Blues, especially for the playoffs when they could run into us. Uh, so that leads me to believe that the Blues are there for the Maple Leafs, and the Maple Leafs have notably been interested in Vili Huso. So that's not to say that Vili Huso is going to be moved by the deadline, but I don't think Doug Armstrong, like, he's not off limits, right? Huso for Matthews, baby. Yeah, one for one. No, one but that brings one. a whole a whole nother curveball into play here, because we're all thinking about defensemen, all thinking about defensemen, but what you could potentially get for Vili Huso is uh, just maximum return, right? And so, yeah, I, there's, there's a lot of get chips a guy like Nylander? Yeah, Nylander as well, and I... I don't know. It's it's definitely going to be interesting. There's there's a couple guys that I got my eye on, and I know there's a bunch of uh, like smaller, not like Elliot Friedman, not like Andy Strickland, but like smaller insider with like seven R's uh, um, that have that have already said that Ben Sherratt to the St. Louis Blues is a done deal, and they're just waiting on specifics. I don't know if that's particularly true because uh, Pierre LeBrun came out and said today that the Blues aren't interested in giving up a first round pick, much like we said here on the podcast that just doesn't seem like Doug Armstrong would be interested in that. They are interested in Sherratt, but they want to make something work where they're not giving up a first round pick. So 
Uh, I've heard Jake Neighbors' name mentioned in that. I absolutely think that is 100% false. would never happen. If you're not going to give up a first-round pick for Sherratt, you're not giving up Jake Jake Neighbors. Neighbors. uh, Just to put your minds at rest on those two fronts, I don't believe, I'm like 95% that neither of those would happen. There's a lot going on right now. I feel like I'm constantly refreshing my Twitter page and expecting to see a tweet from Elliot Friedman with just an absolute bomb uh, that is just going to make us all freak, so... Everybody's kind of on pins and needles right now. I'll tell you what, Tommy, we're going to head to uh, the second ad break a little bit early here because in this third segment, it's going to be all about kind of diving into some more of the advanced stats of these guys. I mentioned it earlier. If you're watching on YouTube right now, you're going to have a bit of a visual. We're throwing up some player cards from our uh, good friend over at Jay Fresh. He makes these amazingly detailed advanced stats player cards. So if you're on YouTube, I'm going to try to walk you through what some of these numbers mean. And then if you're listening, you know, in your car, whatever, at home. Going to try to do our best to make sure you guys can follow along too. So trying out something a little new. Hope hope you guys like it. It should be fun. Uh, but that being said, before we get into that, I want to tell you guys about our good friends over at Rock Auto. Now, with the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now nearly impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer? Choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry, you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Plus, Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and all prices are reliably low for every customer, whether you're a car professional or just a do-it-yourselfer looking to fix it up. They have everything you need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com, and we'll be right back. All right, Tommy, it's time to dive into some advanced stats. And let's just start it out right off the bat with the guy that everybody's been talking about, the name that has been most closely linked with the St. Louis Blues, and that is Ben Sherratt. Now, I'm going to throw this card up on the screen, going to try to explain it as quickly as I can and in a way that uh, people that are not watching on YouTube can see. So first stat that jumps out right at the top of the screen is war, wins above replacement. All these are in percentile. So if you have a 100 100th percentile war, you have you are better than every other player in the league technically at your position than what you do. Ben Sherratt has a 35% war, meaning he is better than 34 out of 100 defensemen at his position. Red is bad. Blue is good. The darker red it is, the worse he is. The, bre- the darker blue it is, the better he is. So looking at Ben Sherratt right off the bat, not the best. Not the best wins above replacement. Pretty good at even strength. Not the best when it comes to special teams. Takes a heck of a lot of penalties. But he's a decent finisher. Right off the bat, let's talk about Ben Sherratt for a little bit. What did you like? What do you see on that card that's good? What do you see on it that's bad? How could Ben Sherratt help the St. Louis Blues based off of just those advanced stats? I think out of the defensemen that are available, he's one of the guys that are of double-sided, right? He's going to he's going to what he brings to you offensively is similar to what he brings to you defensively. He's not so much one-sided uh, as a guy like Provorov or a guy like Chikrin, but uh he's he's going to he's going to balance it out and I feel like that could potentially be useful for this Blues team. Um but I think the main thing that you're looking at with Ben Sherratt and that isn't really uh mirrored by the numbers on that card is his physicality. He's a big dude. And if you're looking for a guy that's going to clear the crease, uh, ben Sherratt can absolutely do that for you. And he's obviously he's 30 years old and uh, he's kind of near the end of a contract, but 
I think if Doug Armstrong is going to trade for him and give up any kind of substantial return for him, uh, it's not going to be for a rental. He's going to kind of lock him up to an extension and go from there. So, cause I, I, I mean, the last time Doug did a rental was like Ryan Miller, right? And that didn't work out too well. Yeah, we all know yeah, how so that I went. I think that scalded him going forward. And he's, I just, I just don't see him doing that. Um, so I feel like he's going to, any defenseman or any acquisition that he brings in, I feel like he's going to try to lock up long-term or have some kind of mindset in place to where uh, you give them a return and then like a sign and trade, not a sign and trade, sign and extend kind of deal. Trade and extend, Jesus. We talked about Ben Sherratt, you know, a guy that initially we were kind of down on, maybe still not too thrilled. A guy that we talked pretty pretty positively about is uh, Ivan Provorov. Now throwing up his card, Tommy, I used the show before the podcast. I'm going to use it again and I'm sorry. Throwing up Ivan Provorov card, Provorov's card. It looks like a Playboy Cardi album because, oh boy, there is a whole lot of red. But yeah, it so, so really surprises me there. If you're watching on YouTube, a lot of red for, for Ivan Provorov. He is below average in every category besides even strength, offense, finishing, and goals per 60. Having a re, Had a really down year in 2020-2021. Has just been kind of on the trend downward ever since. He is locked up long-term. He is only 24, but... Seems to be a guy that is a little bit more offensive heavy than defensive heavy. Is Ivan Provorov the guy? After seeing that, are you a little, little, little less interested, knowing that you're only really getting offense out of him in his throw it up state? again real fast? Because if you if you look at if you look at his stonks here and his WAR percentile, right, eighteen and nineteen and nineteen to twenty, he's just on a on a steady incline, right, trending all the way up. So you talk about a you talk about a down year. This is absolutely a down year, but I think it's been a down year for the entire. Flyers team and I think uh, these numbers kind of mirror that and it's it, it's difficult to be in the right state of mind to be fully productive for a team uh, when you're when your team is struggling as much as the Flyers have this year so as bad as those numbers look and as whole lot of red as as I'm staring at right there Josh I do feel like Provorov has youth on his side and has time on his side to where if you are Doug Armstrong and you do trade for him and extend him to a longer deal uh you can kind of see you can kind of see the fruits as they as they as they come right and you can take that time to watch him develop and see where he goes and maybe maybe this year is an outlier and he just continues on that steady incline like we saw on the stonks but maybe it's not but that's that's kind of the dice you got to roll when you're one of these teams at the deadline that could kind of swing either way now another guy on the other end of the spectrum at least when it comes to advanced stats a guy that we've been talking about and basically trying to will into a blues uniform is Jacob Chikrin. Now look at, at Jacob Chikrin's card. Looking a lot like a Mac Miller song because oh baby, it's a blue world. I'm gonna I'm just keep I'm firing. Josh, where's off. the plus minus on here? I don't see it. <laughs> yeah, so Jacob Chikrin literally does not have a bad stat on his page. 88th percentile war, 99th percentile goals per 60, 90th percentile percentile penalties, 91st percentile PK. 81st even strength offense. I could just go on and on. If you're on YouTube, you're seeing it. You're seeing how much better this card thinks Jacob Chikorin is than any other defenseman that we have shown to this point. And that's interesting because I feel like we've both been talking about Chikorin having somewhat of a down year, at least statistically. Well, the numbers would indicate that he is continuing his upward trend and just every every end of the ice, every aspect of the game, he is better than nine out of the 10 of his peers at the young age of 23. 
Oh, that would be exciting to add in a Blues uniform. It would, it? man. And I think that's why that's why I get so excited about him because it's. I was in a group chat uh, with a couple buddies from Twitter earlier today, and we were talking about the Blues, like, and a number one defenseman. And as as much as we talk about Justin Falk being the number one defenseman on this team, as far as like NHL standards go, I really don't feel like this team has a number one defenseman. And I'm not saying Jacob Chikrin is that guy, but there's potential for them for him to be that guy, right? And I feel like anytime you bring in a guy like that that has time on his side and has the numbers uh, and the analytics to back it up, it's exciting for everybody involved, right? And I and I do stand by the fact uh, I brought it up a couple episodes ago, but I do think bringing in a guy his size that can bring it offensively and bring it defensively takes a massive burden off the shoulders of Colton Pareko, and that if you can get Colton Pareko back to playing the style of hockey and the level of hockey that we saw in 2019 you absolutely have to do everything in your power to make that happen even if it's offering jake neighbors like that would be the worst case scenario in terms of uh like a blue chip like trade bait for somebody but honestly i i feel like jacob chikrin could be a a guy that is potentially worth it especially at the contract that he's at and getting colton pareko back uh to his fantastic form in in the in the meantime so I don't know. It's it's definitely going to be a very interesting trade deadline, but I know I keep talking about it on this podcast, but that's my number one want for this deadline is make a trade for Jacob Chikrin happen. I would be over the moon. And it really is one of those things where you kind of got to bite the bullet. If you're going to get a guy like Jacob Chikrin, you know, you got to bite the bullet and accept whatever's going out, you know, the other way. And, and a guy like Jake Neighbors, as, as hard as that would be to part with someone like him, you, that's what you got to do if you're making a big splash, making a, a trade for someone as impactful as Jacob Chikrin. Now, Here's the I thing am... with Chikrin too. It's like normally when you're trading for a guy at a deadline, it's like it's like a rental or like a short-term kind of like fix to a problem that you have during the season. With Chikrin, you've got him for four years on a team-friendly deal. He's only 24 years old. That would kind of overlap from a team that's contending into like, like let's say like our window is closing or whatever and then you try to rebuild a team because the blues window will potentially be closed in 2023 you have to make decisions on if their window closes in 2023 and you've got o'reilly that you have to pay vladimir tarasenko that you have to pay barbashev all these guys you don't really know what the team's going to look like if you can extend jacob chikrin into that or even past that point of 2023 uh, to give you a little bit more comfortability on the back end that is huge and then if you can extend him past that and be a part a key part of this team moving forward with jordan Cairo, with robert thomas with colton pareko with tory crew with all these guys i think this team wouldn't even have to rebuild or even have a retool like you just go from being a playoff contender with one team to completely transitioning into a whole nother playoff contending team. Like that's just, I, I feel like that's the best case scenario for any GM and Doug Armstrong has an opportunity to pull that off with a trade for Jacob Chicker. I think at the moment, you know, the blues kind of have the guys that they're going to hand the reins to in terms of the forward core, uh, Robert Thomas and Jordan Kyrie are going to be, you know, when this window quote unquote is closed, doesn't mean they're not going to contend for a Stanley cup. That just means Guys like Ryan O'Reilly, David Perron aren't going to be the, the ones leading the charge. And on offense, I would argue that they're pretty much set. You know, obviously they need to fill in some pieces here and there. But if I'm a Blues fan, if I'm Doug Armstrong, I'm very comfortable handing the reins off to Jordan Cairo, Robert Thomas, Jake Neighbors, Clem Costin, even maybe Ivan Barbashev as well. On defense, a little bit more of a question mark. You know, the defense, the, the average age of the Blues defense is a little bit higher. You don't really have that 
that guy that you're like, all right, yep, once he develops, he will be the guy on this defense. You know, wh- whatever. Pareko maybe getting up there at age, he'll be he'll be on the tail end of his prime when that happens. They don't really have that guy that they're ready to make, you know, the face of their defense come the the shift in in uh, the changing of the guard i should say so who better than jacob shikran obviously easier said than done especially with his injury i would expect if he does get traded or i would not even if he does get traded but if he does get traded to the blues i would expect it to come in the off season rather than the trade deadline as much as it pains me to say that uh, i don't think it's completely out of the realm of possibility but i i just know doug armstrong is very uh careful when it comes to acquiring guys at the deadline and a guy who's you know going to be injured for the first three weeks after you trade for him is maybe not what they're looking for maybe i'm wrong i hope i'm wrong i'm hope six days from now you know you can look at me and and laugh at me and call me an idiot because jacob shikran is the newest member of the st louis blues but you know maybe something that we're going to be continuing to talk about into the offseason maybe a potential vladimir tarasenko for jacob shikran uh one for one swap all jokes you know that's a hot take but who knows uh, could be an off-season storyline for sure, or we could continue to talk about that over the next few days. That being said, the only way you'll know whether or not we talk about it over the next few days is hitting that follow or subscribe Josh, button. Josh, before we go, I, I want to offer a little bit of tidbit information to our loyal listeners because I appreciate you guys. And I know that trade deadline can be hectic for everybody involved. And I know even for me, like having people slide my DMs and like mention stuff to me that I'm just like, it's just not even worth mentioning because half the time it's wrong but this one i trust a hundred percent i heard through the grapevine and blue sources and all this stuff that the blues are confident that they will be able to move marco scandela at the trade deadline so i'm not going to tweet that out or anything but if you listen to the podcast uh you'll know that and if it happens you'll know who had it first and if it doesn't happen then i'll look up look like an idiot but stuff like this changes all the time that's just i'm just telling you guys what i know so be on the lookout for that it'll be a lot of fun you heard it here first or if it doesn't happen you never heard it (laughs) you didn't didn't hear it credibility with that source most definitely yeah i wouldn't bring it up if i if i didn't trust it that being said though is all the time we have for you guys today so make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button whatever podcast platform you listen to us on plus make sure you subscribe to us on youtube try out something a little different today try to show up some fun visuals the picture of the hit a couple uh advanced stats player cards Hopefully it was all good for you guys that were listening, not on YouTube, but for those of you who are on YouTube, we're trying to take it to that next level, go above and beyond, make our content a little bit more engaging, interactive, give you guys some pretty colors to look at, well, give you a break from our ugly mugs. So yeah, let us know in the comments what you thought of that. Uh, had a lot of fun doing it. We're having a lot of fun doing this YouTube thing in general. So yeah, make sure you subscribe to us there at Locked On Blues on YouTube. We're close to 200 subscribers. Oh my goodness. Very exciting there. Hit that notification bell that way whenever we upload a new episode, you'll be the first to know. Follow us on all of our socials, Locked On Blues on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Follow me on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. Follow Tommy at TWelsher15. Thanks so much for listening, and as always, let's go Blues.